Hi, and welcome to the Speed Blue podcast. As always, we're brought to you by The Writing Pal. If you've got a book in you, let The Writing Pal help bring it out. We offer coaching, editing, and design, and we can even publish your ebook or paperback and get it up on Amazon within a matter of days, all at competitive prices. Get in touch with us at thewritingpal at gmail.com and let's get started on your book. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the sixth edition of the Speed Blue podcast. Now that the first flurry of free agency is over, there's a lot to talk about as the Colts have added some players and subtracted some others. Let's start with the subtractions. The big news there is that the Colts traded Dwayne Allen in a sixth-round pick to New England for their fourth-round pick. Um, it's a good trade for both teams. Um, Allen is a talented player. A lot of Colts fans were down on him. He had some problems with injuries. He had some problems with drops. But he was always, you know, pretty capable guy, uh, both as a receiver and a blocker, and I think still has a lot of great football ahead of him. I'm sure the Patriots, who have a reputation for uh, getting the most out of players other teams have given up on um, uh, will see that uh, as he plays uh, in what has really become a very powerful offense. Um, if for the Colts, it's good because uh, clearly they had moved on from Allen and uh, their option besides trading him probably would have been releasing him. They would have probably wound up with the Patriots anyway. And uh, although they still have to eat almost $3 million of dead money for moving Allen, at least they get a better draft pick. Essentially, um, their 200th pick now becomes 137th pick, and I'm sure the uh, 137th best player in the draft is probably going to work out better than the than the 200th. The Colts have a lot of holes to fill, so uh, having a better draft pick uh, certainly helps them out. Uh, good luck to Allen in New England. I, I think he, like I said, I think he has a lot of good football left in him, and uh, I'm sure the Patriots will make the most of his talents. Not much later, the Colts cut starting corner Patrick Robinson. Uh, Robinson was signed as a free agent and uh, really had a terrible first season with the Colts and now only season with the Colts. Uh, missed a lot of time with injury, did, was not very effective when he uh, did play. And uh, he's just one of the uh, starters headed into 2016 that uh, won't be back for 2017. The Colts are not pursuing a couple of free agents. One is starting safety. Mike Adams, and the other is uh, Slot Corner, uh, which is essentially a starter these days with how often Slot Corners play. Uh, Darius Butler, uh, both of whom um, are unrestricted free agents and the Colts have made no effort to sign. Um, that means three of the top five uh, positions in the secondary uh, will have new players. Uh, I think Rashawn Melvin uh, inherits uh, Robinson's spot right away. Uh, it's a little iffier as to who's going to be the slot corner. Um, it's not out of the question that the Colts could draft a corner in the first round. There certainly are some good ones, certainly are some that fit the scheme, uh, or sign a veteran free agent corner, who uh, I hope they have more luck with than Robinson. The Colts caused some excitement amongst fans by signing a couple of edge rushers. Um, I actually know quite a bit about both of them because uh, I have about a half dozen friends who are uh, die-hard Cleveland Browns fans, and uh, so I follow their draft almost as closely as you, as I do the Colts. Um, let's talk first about Jabal Sheard, um, who the Colts signed away from uh, the New England Patriots. He was drafted in the second round uh, by the Browns. I remember when he was drafted, I thought he was a pretty good 
uh, prospect. There were some problems with him. He had had an assault arrest a year earlier, and um, he uh, didn't test that well at the combine. His numbers were, were kind of average, but he was a productive pass rusher. And what surprised me was that they uh, drafted him in the second round a year after drafting a um, edge rusher with the seventh pick of the first round. Oddly, that guy um, who Sheard was to replace was uh, Barkevius Mingo, who was also signed by the Colts. But let's get back to Sheard. Um, I like him. Uh, but I have a few questions. Um, he's been productive throughout his career, but he has been much more productive as a uh, hand-on-the-ground end than he has as an outside linebacker, both in uh, Cleveland and uh, New England, because he's had a chance to play both positions with both teams. And you can see um, it was like night and day. He's much better as an end, particularly as uh, a you know, situational pass rusher. Um, I'm not sure he'll get that opportunity in Indianapolis. It looks like they probably want him to be a full-time starter uh, with the amount of money they're paying him. Um, although, uh, as is true with most balanced contracts so far, they've been front-loaded, which means uh, they could get out of the contract very easily if it doesn't work out right away. Um, I don't think uh, Sheard is uh, the answer at edge defender for the Colts uh, by any means, but he's... Uh, much, much better than what they have uh, now. He's the kind of guy I like seeing on third down, um, playing on the line. Uh, he can get you uh, constant pressure. I know sack numbers are the most over overrated stat there are, but uh, he's kind of a 6-8 sack guy, uh, someone who's going to supply a lot of pressure. Um, I love him against a run. He can stand up uh, as long as he's not exposed too, too often. I think Sheard's a great signing. Um, I think he will probably start for the Colts unless uh, they uh, pick someone in the first round who uh, really wows them. Um, good move, not... Uh, not, uh, you know, earth moving at all, but when you consider all of the other uh, edge defenders who were free agents signed with their other teams or were tagged, um, I think they uh, they did okay with Sheard. Uh, he's a guy uh, you certainly don't mind having on your team, and uh, they got him at a decent price when you consider the market for edge defenders. Um, but like I said, he doesn't come without his problems, um, so let's give that signing a B- minus at best. Then there's Mingo. I mean, the Colts signed him for uh, 2.5 million. I don't think any of it's guaranteed. A one-year contract. It's basically, you know, um, he has to uh, show he can contribute, and then you know they can talk after the season. Uh, Mingo, despite his similar trajectory to Sheard, same three teams, um, is a very different player. He was drafted uh, number seven in the largely disastrous 2013 draft on the strength of uh, great production at LSU. And um, a really spectacular combine workout numbers, like at the top of the charts of just about everything except for size. And realistically, that was Mingo's biggest problem. I didn't want him in the draft at the time. I knew the Colts would never get him, but uh, he just looked, had that look of the guy who doesn't uh, make the jump well from college to uh, the pros, you know, just too skinny in the hips, um, you know, can't really stand his ground. Uh, Mingo played a lot for the Browns. Uh, he was, uh, unlike Sheard, a little more effective at outside linebacker than he was um, at end. He uh, very good in zone coverage, um, you know, good in pursuit, good play recognition, but, you know, he could get knocked down too easily on running plays. Um, you didn't want to see him one-on-one -on -one with a big back or a pulling guard. He would, you know, he sometimes got destroyed. Um, 
he had some pass rush uh, moves, uh, but really just didn't have, you know, the necessary gravity to um, be great at that. I think the Colts uh, signed him uh, for insurance uh, as a situational player. With the um, Patriots, he made a little bit of a comeback uh, as a defensive player, but uh, in his second year there played, uh, I think, just special teams. You might have seen a few snaps on defense. So uh, Mingo is kind of a wild card. There's not much to uh, see there that we haven't seen before. I don't think I don't think he's going to suddenly, you know, turn the page. He's already tried uh, to gain weight. The Browns put him a six thousand calorie uh, a day diet. Uh, he gained a little bit of weight, but not. He doesn't really have the frame, I think, to uh, uh, play every down or even many downs on defense in. Um, the NFL. So with Mingo, uh, like I say, he's uh, the kind of guy that you hope for some production out of, but I don't really see much coming out of him. The Colts signed another player who has a lot in common with Mingo. Um, it's John Simon who uh, went to Ohio State. You probably remember him there. Another undersized defensive end, another guy who um, was in the 2013 draft, and another guy who uh, is on his third team after. Uh, Flaming out with his first. He was a fourth-round draft pick by the Ravens. He didn't do anything there uh, as they converted into uh, linebacker. Uh, he was picked up uh, almost as an afterthought by the Texans and uh, started playing there with great frequency as they battled injuries. And uh, he played a lot better than a lot of big-name players in the Texans defense. I remember he got his first sack against the Colts. Uh, a couple of years later, the guy has 10 sacks under his belt and uh, wasn't really playing a pass-rushing position. Uh, he, I think, will start for the Colts. Uh, I think he is a great addition um, as, as the containment outside linebacker. Um, he will rush occasionally, but uh, again, he's that Eric Walden position where rushing is uh, not his only duty or primary duty. Um, he plays a more complicated position, and I think Simon's up for it. If, if he plays the way he played um, with the Texans, you could just pencil him in as a starter and probably forget about it. Um, just a great signing, I think, um, of the three linebackers the Colts signed, or edge defenders, if you want to call them that. Um, Simon is the surest uh, of the three. He's the one that you have the least to worry about. Not only does he have uh, a lower, uh, you know, upside, than the other two, but he has also has a much higher basement. Um, if the Colts went into the season with Simon on one side and Sheard on the other and uh, Mingo sort of backing up um, Sheard, they would be better off than they were last year. Last year, they were 32nd ranked. These guys don't exactly turn that around. You know, they, they it's not a revolution of any sort, but they certainly are better players than the ones that led them to the basement last year. I just checked to see if the Colts signed anyone else, so and they haven't. So let's uh, go with the last of the, uh, let's call it first round of free agent signings, and that's uh, punter Jeff Locke from the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Locke was drafted in the fifth round and has really failed to establish himself as uh, an NFL punter. I think Pro Football Weekly ranked him in his seasons in Minnesota between 29th and 32nd in the league, which is not great. Um, but he can punt. He has a powerful leg. Uh, with coaching, perhaps, maybe he could turn the corner. Um, he can also kick off. Uh, I don't know if, you know, he's who the Colts want as their holder. That'll be determined this summer. 
Um, Locke uh, was brought in uh, for not a lot of money and uh, no draft picks or players traded hands. So um, the Colts are better off having him the no punter or just someone off the street. At least he has have some NFL experience and somebody thought high enough of him to uh, draft him in the fifth round. Um, I don't think you pencil him in at this point. I think that you ex- have to expect the Colts will bring in some major competition. Probably not another veteran. I think that um, they don't really have late round draft picks, but uh, priority free agents, you will probably see a number of them come in. The Colts will spend um, a few bucks to uh, bring in someone who can give Locke some competition, um, but don't expect uh, to find another Pat McAfee right away. Hey, we're already running long, but bear with me as we get to the meat of this episode, and that is uh, the rather complicated situation of the Colts' offensive line. Um, much maligned offensive line for years and years. Uh, Grigson, a former offensive lineman himself, uh, listened to fans and other observers um, about the offensive line and did his best to rebuild it. Um, he was about three-fifths of the way uh, when he was fired. Uh, by that, I mean the Colts have three NFL-quality starting offensive linemen and uh, two spots that uh, really um, are unknowns at this point. Uh, let's start with left tackle, as everybody says, the most important uh, position on the offensive line. Colts have former first-round pick Anthony Costanzo there. Um, some people love him, some people hate him, um, but uh, I think that the consensus opinion and the accurate opinion is that Costanzo is an above-average left tackle, um, the kind of guy you can win with. He's signed long-term. He's not going to be replaced. Love, love him or hate him, uh, he is the Colts' left tackle and will be for a while. So that's one position down. The other, the beside him, is uh, Jack Muhort, a uh, former second-rounder. Um, he's played both left guard and right tackle significantly better at left guard. Um, he makes Costanzo better. Um, the only problem with, uh, Muhort has been injury. He's missed quite a few games, um, in, uh, every season he's played. Uh, and when he came back from his most recent injury, he did not play as effectively as he had beforehand. You kind of have to keep your fingers crossed with Muhort that he's going to come back all the way and not be injured. But uh, for all intents and purposes, the Colts have a strong left guard. Uh, the news is even better at center. The uh, 2016 first-round draft pick, Ryan Kelly. Um, everybody and his brother knew the Colts were going to pick him if he was available. Uh, they had had a hole at center for quite some time. Uh, Kelly filled in very competently. Uh, he missed some time uh, in one game. He went after, out after three snaps uh, with his shoulder injury, but then bounced back and was there the next game. He also missed five snaps in a blowout when uh, the Colts didn't want to risk injury to their starters. Um, really, uh, as a matter of fact, he saw more snaps on offense than anyone except for Costanzo, who was never hurt and was also pulled out in that blowout. Um Kelly uh, fulfilled or exceeded all expectations, uh, should only get better. Um, I know there are dreams of uh, Jeff Saturday dancing in Colt fans' heads, but uh, I don't think uh, Kelly will have that heady um, a career. Uh, but uh, he's more Ray Donaldson, which I think that the Colts should be very happy with, consider, especially considering the uh, play they've had at uh, offensive line in recent years. Okay, that's the good news. Let's get to uh, the rest of the line. When the season opened in 2016, um, the Colts had um, 
Joe Wrights playing uh, at right tackle, starting at right tackle, and uh, Denzel Good uh, starting at right guard. And um, Wrights uh, has since retired. Um, we all know about him. You know, he's the kind of guy you love to have on your team as the sixth lineman who could play just about anywhere. He didn't play center, but he played the other four positions for the Colts. Uh, his best position was right tackle. Um, last year he got hurt and uh, missed some time and allowed some younger players, you know, guys we're going to speak about in a moment, to see what they could do. Um, but, uh, you know, Wrights is out of, out of the picture now, so uh, we should look at the younger players. And uh, at right guard was Denzel Good. Uh, Good was a draft pick a couple of years ago um, out of nowhere. Uh, shouldn't say nowhere. nowhere. His college called Mars Hill. He had started his uh, college career at North Carolina State. Um, nobody knew about him. I didn't know about him. You know, he's just a big guy. Everybody went right to YouTube to see you know, what he played like uh, as soon as he was drafted. I mean, he was such an unknown that ESPN spelled his name incorrectly. They spelled it good with an E on the end. Um, but he established himself. He played quite a few snaps and uh, was good, certainly good enough to be considered for the starting job at right guard. Um, he got it um, not so much because he he won. It was, uh, it was default. Uh, the younger players that the Colts had brought in to compete with him um, just didn't have uh, good summers at all. And uh, uh, good was uh, sort of the, the least of all of the evils. At least he was more comfortable with the Colts scheme. Um, I like good. I always have a, actually kind of a kind of a cheerleader for him. I think he has a great future. Um, he has surprisingly good uh, technique considering where he came from. Uh, but there are problems with him. Um, my biggest problem with Good is that, uh, you know, he is a mountain of a man, um, but uh, he is not in great condition. Um, he uh, is prone to injury, prone to tiring out. He's not as good in the fourth quarter as he is in the first to second. I think he still has a lot of uh, upside, but really only if he gets uh, uh, into better shape. He's got to lose um, some poundage and uh, gain some cardiovascular, you know, strength before he, you really think of him as a reliable starter. So right now, um, with good, unless he shows me something else, you have to think of him as a guy you probably don't want to start, but you like having on your team. He might be the guy who inherits um, Wrights' uh, sixth best lineman position, uh, although he really probably shouldn't be playing left tackle even if he loses a little weight. I've already mentioned Kelly and what a success he was. The Colts drafted uh, four offensive linemen in 2016, um, and uh, they had different levels of success, certainly none of them approaching Kelly's. Um, the third-round draft pick was LaRaven Clark. Um, a lot of people, a lot of scouts really liked Clark, uh, but everybody acknowledged he was something of a pro uh, project. He played at Texas Tech, where they have sort of a backyard football-style offense, and uh, the transition from that to the NFL, uh, everybody knew it would be huge. Um, I like Clark's upside, of course, but uh, the things about him that uh, I don't like, uh, he's a little skinnier in the hips than I prefer, uh, an offensive lineman be. Uh, he's not the quickest off the snap, uh, but he has some good good technique uh, in his upper body at least. And uh, I think with seasoning, he could be an NFL starter. Um, but uh, and he started the last two games last year. Um, right now, I think Clark is not who you want to uh, depend upon um, until week 
14, he had played all of one snap, um, and that was at left guard. And then week 14, he played uh, five, also at left guard. And then he was thrown to the Wolves in the last three games, uh, starting at right tackle. Um, he was not great. He certainly wasn't the best player to play right tackle for the Colts last year. Uh, a number did. Um, the jury's out on Clark. You want to keep him around to see what he can be. But if the Colts head into 2017 with him as the starting right tackle, um, unless he has a much better summer uh, than he did last year, you got to be a little bit afraid. In the fifth round of the 2016 draft, the uh, Colts uh, selected uh, Joe Haig from North Dakota State. Everybody knew him as sort of the blindside protector for uh, Carson Wentz. Um, in, I mean, it's a low-level uh, division that they played in, but uh, they dominated and obviously went, uh, went to some great success in the NFL. Um, Haig had an up and down rookie season and it didn't help that they moved him around uh, so much. Uh, I know of at least, I think there were four different games where he started at one position and ended at another. Um, he started, uh, I think, all but uh, two games um, and played Primarily right tackle, right guard, some left guard. Um, he was much better inside than he was outside, which astounded me because I remember when he was drafted, I thought, you know, I like this guy, uh, but he's so skinny. You know, he, he's got tackle written all over him. Um, he probably won't work out at guard, but uh, I was wrong, and he played much better at guard than he did at tackle, uh, despite his build. Um, that's the problem with Haig, actually, is he doesn't look like an offensive lineman. He looks like a basketball player. He's very thin um, in, in his, you know, bone structure. Uh, I know he's worked very hard to put on weight. Uh, he came to North Dakota State, I think he was 220 pounds, and left... Uh, just over 300. I don't think there's a lot more weight he can put uh, on his uh, frame. I mean, he is very strong. Um, well, he's strong, um, a strong human being. I'm not sure that he's all that strong by NFL starting uh, offensive line um, uh, standards. He is really, really a surprisingly good run blocker. Um, I know a lot of people think run blocking is easier than pass blocking. I'm not one of those people. Um, I, I, I'm astounded by some of Haig's uh, abilities there. Uh, love the guy. Uh, think that, again, he's a great guy to have on the roster. I'm not sure I want him starting for the Colts, but uh, if he started at right guard, uh, it probably wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Uh, improvement over some of the guys they've had out there. And uh, I'm going to take a moment now to talk about those guys. Um, Hugh Thornton was a uh, respected college player who the Colts drafted high. He was not a total washout, um, just a great physical specimen, never really put it together mentally. Missed last year with uh, on injured reserve, um, and the Colts will not be pursuing him as a free agent. Similarly, Jonathan Harrison um, was an undrafted guy, came out of nowhere, won the starting center job, but did such a great job that the Colts drafted Kelly in the first round to replace him. Last year, he was sort of the first guy off the bench called in to fill in. Um, he played, uh, he started a few games. He played a lot of right guard. He played a lot of uh, left guard. I don't think he played any tackle. He's not really built for it. Uh, played a, a couple of snaps at center. Um, didn't start, but he, it was actually him who came in uh, when Kelly was injured uh, in week 12. Um, he's also a free agent. The Colts are not pursuing him. 
um, which is, is fine. I mean, I'm sure they could get uh, lots of people with Harrison's uh, abilities um, just as easily. And he represents, you know, ties with the Greeks and regime that the team clearly doesn't want. And the final, um, well, not the final, uh, the final draft pick from last year on offensive line is Austin Blythe, um, who was, uh, uh, you know, he is from uh, Iowa. He is a wrestler. He's just one of those, you know, tough Midwestern guys. Of course, um, the drawbacks and why he was drafted so late and why he was not so much a heralded uh, player as uh uh, in college was because he's pretty small uh, by offensive line standards. He has short arms and short legs and, uh, you know, isn't quite, doesn't quite have the functional strength, functional football strength, uh, certainly is a very good wrestler, that uh, you want to see in NFL um, uh, starting linemen. Uh, better run blocker than pass blocker at this point. Um, he was not eased in slowly. Um, he played a couple snaps at left guard in week three, and then he started on week four and was, uh, it wasn't quite a disaster, but it was close. Um, you know, you never want to hear an offensive lineman's name. And, uh, you heard Blythe a couple times <laughs> for getting beat. Uh, he didn't play again until week 15, uh, when, uh, Kelly came out, uh, for a breather in a, in a Colts blow. So Blythe showed up at center. Um, Blythe, uh, you know, I hope he has a future in, with the Colts. Seems like a good guy. Uh, I like wrestlers as offensive linemen. Um, he would have to be a transcendent player to get over some of the um, physical limitations he has, but we've seen it before, and uh, he's just another guy we're going to watch over the summer. Uh, probably will never be a starter in the NFL, but, uh, you know, good, strong guy to have as your backup center um, and perhaps play on special teams as well. Um, and finally, uh, there are other guys on the roster. Um, we'll go to uh, Jeremy Vudovich. Uh, a lot of people don't know much about him. Uh, he didn't play on offense last year, uh, but uh, I've seen the guy and, uh, you know, he is a physical freak, um, just amazingly strong, uh, quicker off the snap than uh, a lot of offensive linemen. Uh, really has some pass blocking moves, um, could be in better condition, uh, does need to uh, learn a lot more about football before you want him out there. But uh, he's a guy to watch in summer camp. Um, as I mentioned in an earlier podcast, the first player signed uh, by the Ballard regime was Fawn Cooper, who was a fifth-round draft pick a few years ago by San Fran. Um, he's not quite at the level... Um, that uh, you want to see um, starting in the NFL or even kind of, you know, as a backup in the NFL. But let's keep our fingers crossed on Cooper. Um, that's a speed blue look at the uh, recent roster changes and the current uh, crop of offensive linemen that the Colts have. As always, thanks for listening, and uh, please get in touch. Uh, you can catch me at Reddit, uh, Twitter, um, Facebook, or uh, email me at thespeedblue at uh, gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you.